Why is big tech so brain dead politically? Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where we bring you the insights you need to help navigate this ever more turbulent world. The individual IQs of the big tech CEOs testifying remotely before Congress last week would boil water and cumulatively probably exceeded all the numerous participating politicians and their staffs put together. So why, when it comes to politics, are they so self-destructively obtuse? Why have they needlessly put their extraordinary companies in jeopardy through an endless parade of unforced errors? Those four high-tech leaders were attacked on all sides. You would think they were huge vampires, gleefully sucking the lifeblood out of the American people. In truth, their companies are astonishing examples of creativity and innovation. If they were the awful entities portrayed by critics, they would not be repeatedly racking up record sales. Without them, we could have not have survived the COVID lockdowns, most notably Amazon's amazingly delivery systems. Monopolistic? Competition is actually intensifying from each other and countless others. Yet brickbats, not rose petals, are the order of the day for these and other high-tech firms. And no wonder. These companies have too often exhibited a public-be-damned attitude with concerns such as privacy. The most harmfully politically is their brazen bias against right-of-center writers, pundits, politicos, and websites. Take Prager University, which offers five-minute lectures on numerous topics from recognized authorities and attracts millions of viewers. Nonetheless, YouTube arbitrarily has blocked a number of these talks because it doesn't agree with the point of view expressed or its censors took a dislike to the political leanings of the presenters. This crude political bias and free expression suppression, which happens in countries like North Korea and China, have financially harmed many websites and foolishly alienated a portion of the political spectrum conservative and libertarian that would normally be allies of these high-tech marvels. Retribution will eventually come, perhaps by removing or curbing their sweeping immunity from legal liability for what appears on their platforms, or by breaking up these companies at a time when they face growing challenges from Chinese companies. These CEOs should start practicing the wise, common-sense approach of the original pre-1982 AT&T which was then a legal monopoly. The company went out of its way to keep everyone pleased and happy. Service was swift and friendly. Complaints were dealt with quickly, politely, and effectively. Every newspaper, magazine, radio station, TV station received ads from Ma Bell. With that sensitivity, for example, Google would long ago have stopped its mean-spirited harassment of Prager University. One hopeful sign? Facebook may be getting that AT&T religion as it resists pressure to police the content of legal political ads that certain groups don't like. I'm Steve Forbes. Thank you for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Music